You're listening to Boys Don't Cry with Russell Kane, brought to you by Joe. Welcome to Boys Don't Cry with me, Russell Kane, brought to you by Joe. My guests this week are political satirist Jolian Rubenstein, singer Tom Grennan, and TV broadcaster, actor and Wonder Woman, Laura Whitmore. This is the podcast where I force boys to talk about stuff they wouldn't normally talk about. I've been told several times this won't work, people won't listen to it, and lo and behold, there is an appetite for this stuff. Why? Why does it need to be men? I can hear the girls asking. I'll tell you why. Because girls already have what men don't have. On the whole, women tend to have other women, a support network of girls around them. When the shit hits the fan, they pick up the phone. Oh, my God, Carol's... She's looking a bit yeah. grey. Guard the eggs. Form a protective circle around the eggs. Guard the eggs. Carol's going down. <laughs> Just pecking the floor. Form a protective circle. For, for guard the eggs. Men, we don't have that. The most we've got is Gary's having a breakdown. Put him in the bushes. I don't want to watch. If we're, <laughs> lucky. If we're lucky. It's your, it's your deposit you're going to lose for Cyprus, Tom. With your depression. <laughs> So my insight was this: What if we force guys to talk about some of the stuff I know men are paranoid about? It can be as di- it could not doesn't have to be as heavy as depression and crying and parental death. It can be silly things like why are my pecs big enough? Mm. And not only that. I don't want complaints going, but that's not what girls really think, which is why I always make sure I have a Hello. lady auditor. And this week, it is Sister Laura Whitmore. 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 The uh, broadcaster action <laughs> one woman. So just, if we're talking crap, do yep. tell us. Don't, but no, also, no worries, I will. But also just join in on all the debates, because it's sometimes handy, as unfashionable as it is these days, to go, well, actually, there is a gender difference here. Women tend to process stuff like this. And also, I'm quite interested as well just to even ask some questions, because... Sometimes it's that thing, I think, girls, we talk a little bit more, we all have a carol in our life and we all chat, and I don't really know what boy... I assume, you know, when my boyfriend goes off to, to his mate's house, they all just play computer games. Which is what happens. Laura's been arrested for dating 13-year-olds. <laughs> 13-year-olds, he thinks he's 13. But, um, Come on, you guys, but, I made a packed lunch, come through. But maybe, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm, you know, generalising, because sometimes I just assume you guys don't have that much depth or are not talking no. about things and maybe you are talking more than than I think so I find that interesting number, one of the number one complaints when girls are complaining about their boyfriends and husbands is why doesn't my man tell me how he feel how am I supposed to know how you feel if you're not yeah. telling me yeah. but my experience as a man who literally talks about how he feels for a living and I'm like it off stage as well mm. is that girls tend to wish for that until they've experienced yeah. it. And then, then once girls have been out with a man who constantly describes how he feels, you know they what? never ever wish for that. But you ever know what? Like we've, we've talked about this before, but actually there's a relative sort of difference maybe between what's perceived as male and female emotional intelligence, which is really what we're talking about. The ability to be cognizant of what's going on inside when there are these kind of waves of emotion that rush over us and take us over. And a really good metaphor that was used recently by a friend of mine was we're much more akin to the earth and our emotions are essentially just weather patterns passing through us. But in the West, we're constantly saying, oh, he's a happy person, he's a sad person, he's a depressed person. But I guarantee you there are a lot of incredibly emotionally stable, held-back, passive-aggressive women listening to this. Hello, hello to you. Hello. Uh, And believe me, like, their boyfriends are just as stressed out about them not being able to talk about their feelings. And, you know, you've got to think, like, our parents' generation really were the first to even have a toolkit of these kind of, you know, Freudian and Jungian archetypes and being able to discuss Okay, it really didn't exist hold, on, hold, hold your horses. Right? I hear what you're saying. What Jolian's trying to say... Yeah, that was too so, many big words what, what, <laughs> This is what Jolian's saying. Yeah. It's like, oh, Russell, there are just as many women like that as there are men. Sadly, the statistics 
don't back that up. It seems to be empirically the case, the facts, the stats say, that we don't discuss our shit as much as we should. And mm. I wonder, just a quick question for Tom, just to get him in the chat straight away. Yeah. Is that why girls mm. love male solo singers so much? Because it's yeah. a pure form. Yeah. My feelings are going into your face, <laughs> girl. I feel so vulnerable right now, girl. If you just come back to my travel lodge, baby. <laughs> You know Tom's songs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but you know what I mean? It is, yeah. isn't it? I think, like, for me, writing, you have to take yourself away from being scared and being... Yeah, being scared to open up and actually say what you're, what you're actually feeling. But male singers, like, they, you're never like, oh, my God, mate, you're just saying how you love a girl that's really embarrassing. Like, yeah. if I was coming to the pub and go, this girl's really hurt me and I think I love her, Tom, yeah, every yeah, time yeah, I show yeah, my yeah. feelings, she pushes me away. You're like, shut up, mate, shut I'm trying up, to have yeah. a pint. Yeah. But if I sung it in the corner, this girl's pushing me away. Yeah. Like, that's fucking classic track, bro. I'm going to lay some beats under it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, it's I don't, true, though, isn't it? It's, it's, like, true, yeah. it's like you're translating yeah. how men love. Yeah. And that's, guess I why there's some primal attraction from women to music right is that right laura i don't know i I kind of disagree in some ways because you look at musicians like james blake like james blunt who get absolutely ripped for being emotional with their music Mm. saying oh you whining and absolutely ripped and i did focus on the physical though blunt didn't he he did we get it she's good looking sharp now Um, (laughs) but you know i was talking to actually laurie from slaves this week about and you know they're they're an amazing rock band and he has written for their new album he wrote kind of a bit of a soppy song which is a bit different for them and he said you know when he first wrote it everyone's like oh Oh, is that chokehold? What's that? Yes, yeah, chokehold. Yeah. Chokehold's yeah. a soppy song. It is, yeah. believe it or not. But it's, he said he got a bit ripped. Is for that it. from the album Spit in My Face? Shut up, Russell. Let your guests speak. I've never heard of the song Chokehold. It's it's no, it's only, I don't even know. It's, it's, it's the new yes, single. I've right, never heard of a soppy yeah, song yeah. called Chokehold. But I just thought that was really interesting because he said, you know, we do talk about the soppy kind of songs, but from a rock and roll band, he said he felt he got a bit of stick from it. But I'm just wondering for you, do you kind of worry about being too emotional or sensitive yeah. with your lyrics yeah what's the soppiest song you've ever uh sung? probably a song called like run in the rain it's, run in the rain yeah, like it's four weddings in a funeral yeah it's proper is like, it raining i hadn't noticed <laughs> proper like that, yeah but no i've kind of always been not afraid to kind of say what i'm what i'm feeling but then again like i wouldn't go to the pub and sit with my mates and be like oh my god yeah i'm i'm here with a girl and i'm or in any situation and then blur out my feelings. So, like, mm. for me, I I feel like it's it's easier for me to, to sing about mm. what I'm actually feeling because I'm not sat down in front of someone. You're not mm. as exposed. I'm not ex- yeah, do you know what I mean? And that, yeah. That, yeah. that's what today's... Thank you for that very nice link because what I want to talk about today is alpha males, or should we say alpha people, because I'm guessing alpha females are going to exist. But Hello. It is... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, Ma- Sorry, Master. <laughs> Let me groom your silver fur while, while the lower-ranking <laughs> members of the troop watch. No, but uh, I've not stalked you too much, Tom. I'm just going on your, your accent and your mannerisms. I'm guessing you come yeah. from a similar sort of background yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. You've probably not been brought up in a show your emotions, it's fine, no. my boy, type of no. environment, no. which makes it even more impressive to hear someone like you say that. You couldn't mm. have been the usual type of person in your group. What is your background then? Are you sort of ultra-working uh, cl- working class council estate? Yeah, I'm working class. Well, my dad's builder, mum was a teacher. But also my, my dad's an old-school Irish man. So, like, for an Irish, especially Irish man, the man in the house is the man in the house. And I don't think I've ever seen my dad cry, apart from once when he lost his mum. But apart from that, like, it's one of those ones where if something's going on, he will not, he'll just block that out and go and work. Mm-hmm. And he'll leave that all with my mum to deal with, do you know what I mean? Sorry, Dad, but you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always kind of watched my dad and, 
And is he what you call like an alpha? But he's he's very he's soft. He's very soft, but he's ve- like he he is like he's a very man's man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but then again, my mum's fierce as well. So she'll she'll slap you into place if you have to be slapped into place. But she's very emotional. I've I think I get that from my mum. I've never been afraid to to have a tear. Do you know what I mean? I, and I like I like but that. There is a bit of difference, is there not, between Irishness and definitely Englishness there, mm-hmm. is although there's yeah. so many parallels, I can get off a plane gig there, I don't have to change a single thing, same mm-hmm. sense of humour, we love a beer, everything's the same, 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 apart from there's definitely a bit more passion, yeah. I think, in the, in the Irish soul, a little bit le- less inhibition of expressing mm-hmm. emotion, or is that an yeah, unfair, unstereotype? Yeah. I suppose for me, um, you know, I grew up with just my mum, single parent, but I you know I knew my dad, I, didn't, I know who my dad, and I, you know, I see him all Was the time. Was there a granddad? alpha male on the scene because that very often is a standing no, he actually my grandparents died when I was quite young so for me the strongest role model for me was my mom. Mm. and my dad was there too but I feel like I could always kind of god if he hears this now but wrap him around my finger do you know that way <laughs> so he's like a distant alpha male yeah, you know, like on a wildlife documentary one of those gorillas investigate at the edge <laughs> and then back off well, I suppose he and, and from do you know what for my dad and even to this day he always likes to try and fix things he's a fixer so if I'm ever you know s- stuck in any way even if it's something he knows nothing about he's like oh yeah I'll help you I'll do that mm. and I'm like but you have no idea about what I'm doing and even to this day every time I go back to Dublin he loves picking me up from the airport I'll drive yeah. and pick you up because he likes that duty because mm. that's his job so he I know how much it means for him to think that he still has this responsibility and yeah. look is that protection that look after you know looking after part, someone you know, else I'm, I'm exactly like that as well like in terms of that fixing thing like one of my probably worst traits in any kind of relationship I've ever been in is someone will come whether it's sort of even like friends or in a relationship like a romantic relationship it's sort of like be unloading and stuff and all they really want you to do is listen to what they're saying and I'm like right actually yeah. how to solve that yeah. 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 which I think is quite a male thing as well because it's about control right yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that what it's about I don't know no you're right you're right that, that, do you know what I think it is it's where, where we're not given the language necessarily of how to solve things emotionally yeah. what you resort to resort to is the things you can control the practical yeah. elements I always give this example of one of the gender differences right girls will talk about a problem even when there's no solution quite happily yeah. <laughs> even when there's no problem we'll talk it, about and it so, and a lot yeah. of male, male yeah. reaction is like what's the point in talking about fucking saying it can't be changed Tom right yeah. it's fucking broken yeah, so exactly, what's the point yeah. in talking about what can't be changed and your girls will be like you know what you know, I got Linda and Laura over we lit an aromatherapy candle and I do feel better just for talking about it yeah. I'm sorry I do and yeah. it's that I suppose the whole thing of talking <laughs> yeah. about it is that sharing experience where one of your mates goes I feel that way too and I'm just wondering as men a lot of the times you feel like you're the only person in the world that has that feeling or 100%. feels that way because yeah. you're not 100%. sharing that experience. But do you know what? Like, I, so I've, I've did you recently, have an alpha in the house? You have, you I, I, I think I did, really. But my whole narrative around... Because when you were talking about your mum and your dad just then, it's like, actually, that's exactly how I used to look at my family. Yeah. And then I started doing therapy about five, six years ago, and I realised that my entire narrative that I built up as a child was exactly that. Yeah. It was a fucking story that had held certain things in place. And when I started exploring it, actually what I realised was my dad was the really emotional one. Yeah. And my mum yeah. fucking held it together for my dad. Yeah. And my mum was this, like, incredibly strong... Yeah. She basically, like, he tra- he was a musician. He trained to be a, a lawyer when he... When, when, um, he just he hated the A&R business and stuff, and he, and he went back to work. And my mum was literally the breadwinner. was like, yeah. an, like a, an editor just trying to do that, and basically literally held the house 
house together, all that stuff. But in my mind, my slightly absent father was like off there on some fucking hero's journey doing his thing. And yeah. my mum was like, yeah, it's your mum. It's a bit annoying. Do you know what I mean? But she yeah. kept making you do things. Mm-hmm. But actually, the more I looked into it as well, I realised that where a lot of my sort of emotion comes from. And I think this is the thing, like, you know, I've got a lot of time with people like Jordan Stevens talking about toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and sort of re- look re- re-examining our own sort of emotional languages ourselves. Because what I also realised is that, like, a lot of the shit why I'm quite harsh with myself when emotions come up is like, I'll be like, Johnny, stop being a fucking you know, idiot or something. It's shit that was said to you when you was a little kid. Yeah, right, it's right, you, You've absorbed and, the script, you're and, replaying. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people say that basically you are pretty much a fully formed person by the time you're five years old. Mm. So between about two and five, you're hearing all these fucking messages and mm. bang, like it's really hitting you. Mm. And I think that this whole thing, like, I think, and I think why your podcast is, is great and is doing really, it's connecting with a lot of people, is because... <laughs> You can't see down the camera. There's a camera that probably won't even be used. <laughs> and Russell can can just stop himself from just fucking just bombing his eyes. I, I felt my first silvering on my back. Full semi, my, my alpha fur just silvered um, as you said. But it. like, yeah, there's just this. I genuinely think there's this really positive thing where we are looking at that stuff because actually, if you think about it, it's a bit like that old thing. I can't remember exactly the phrase, but you know how you, pe- you people used to go, "Oh, someone's some, they've got real balls." Yeah. But mm. when you think about balls, they're the softest, most shit things in the world. <laughs> you touch them with a the football, they're fucking explode. Whereas, whereas, whereas vaginas or pussy, their babies come out of that motherfucker yeah. and then they hold it together. It's actually women who are really strong and men yeah. who are just like, oh, don't touch my balls, yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah. I fall to pieces. That was both true and like Chris Rock in the middle. It makes <laughs> me. Thanks. Um, so, I mean, I, I famously had a, an alpha male for a dad. I've made a career out of it and I, I like you, never... The, the only time I saw my old man cry, I'm sure he did cry when he lost his own mum, but the only time I have witnessed it, it's not supposed to be funny, but it is, which is why I don't understand was okay. I came home one day from school, and we, my dad was obsessed with the local curry house we always went to, the Akash. Was we went, we celebrated there when someone was born, someone died. Akash, Akash, curry, 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 Akash, chicken tikka, shaz league, sizzler. <laughs> and, and I came, home, I came home from school one day, and my dad opened the door, and his face covered in tears. And I'm like, my brother's been hit by a car. Someone's dead. Something's happened, and he just put me on the shoulder and went, "The Akash is close, boy." <laughs> no way. No way. When his own mother That's cried, amazing. the only times I saw the man move to emotion. Why do you think? Why genuinely? Do you Think that is? Do you reckon that was? Oh, that's his place. That's his place. That's his like thing. Temple, isn't it? Yeah, and that's where he sort of brings people together. That's that what holds shit yeah, together, yeah. you know? Like that is something. And shit. Did he uh, used to sit at the, at the end temple and like this is my family? So do, thing, do you know a, this like, is a good thing to explore, like yeah. temples, where people's places, where they go, where they cook. Well, it's then go down to the pub, isn't it? Because this is why I won't ask. Like, what do you do in the pub when all the lads go? Do you talk? Do you ever? Who did you ask this to? No, I'm just wanting to ask you guys now. Like, do you ever, or when you are complete, like. My boyfriend says sometimes when he's playing computer games, mm. and like one of his mates just broke up with his girlfriend, and he said when they were playing computer games, that was his way of, you know, mm. they're doing something else as a distraction yeah, so totally. they can talk about their, it was an easier way yeah, to yeah, ask yeah. him about his emotions is, and his feelings. I've got, a, I've got like, I'm, where I'm from, I've got a big group of mates. So where do you go? Where's your place you go where you're, you I'm can feel from, a bit silver back, you can feel alpha? Around them group of boys. So we go to, we, so we go to a pub. Or, so or where, just, is, where is this? You sound like you've got a London accent to me. Well, it? I'm from Bedford originally. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I think my um, cousins live in Luton. Oh, is it? E-D-L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shouldn't be laughing about that. But, no, yeah. no well, we do, should yeah. laugh about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laugh them away forever. Yeah. Anyway, um, go on. So you're Bedford because Bedford's Bedford, a bit yeah. of a kind of, it's you just know, I know Bedford a bit. Small town syndrome kind of. It's quite rough Bedford, can't yeah. Yeah, bit tough. Yeah, and we've got a group of mates that, if you are not the top of the top in the mm. sense of like hammering the other mate and yeah. making him feel like the Winst. shittest, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You're not winning. So I've been in that in that circle of like you have to 
just pucker up and, and be like, do you know what, fuck it, come on then. And then just, it's verbal abuse. But when you go home, you're like, oh, my days, you've just taken, you've just taken it out of me. So, so what we're saying is, like, men sort of, like, you know, like the way stags or walruses have like a pretend fight. Mm-hmm. Is that that's like it's ban- more, yeah, what it's, we would call banter, isn't it? Yeah, basically like that. But like the banter, so I hate the word banter, but oh, that, me too. Yeah, but we're using it correctly. Yeah, the banter that that with my group of mates is like it's not even banter; it's it's horrible. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's like oh, it, that's what makes us not go. Yeah, I'm the big. I'm yeah. I'm fucking King Kong. And I'm fucking. I'm. Yeah, I've got the biggest teacher. You know and if you know, at school, when I was at school, obviously my name's fucking. Jollyan, <laughs> so, yeah. so just like Jollyan. Are you joking? You know, and, and like, the least uh, posh name of your year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luke Ben. Luke. I, did, I didn't go to. I, you know, obviously it sounds like I went to a ridiculous school like that, but I didn't. And it was like, but I got absolutely rinsed, right? And then basically, like, I remember sort of being like, exactly like you're saying, you've just got to fucking ante up. Mm. If you I don't join in, you're you're exactly. worse than the one being yeah. victimized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But yeah. then at uni, it's completely different because at uni, I think you meet people the first time as adults. I went to Sussex. It was like amazing people fucking talking about incredible things yeah. you're like actually like not just like you know connecting on that kind of level and I think as you get older you when attra- you friends attra- exactly you attract you, you, yeah it's yeah. a funny one isn't that that's when you bring fucking, your together that was the worst one that's yeah. when I was like I am actually a scumbag. They kind of open each other up. Yeah, but like, definitely, definitely. I've just been I literally just came back from a stag do because we were, I was in I was in Mallorca as well. And I met a guy who's like the, the brother of, of the groom, forty nine years old, four kids, not happy. Not happy man. And not he had to go them. so big. You've changed enough as details a so he won't be identified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, six kids. <laughs> uh, 24 male, years male, old, female, six kids. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and anyway, it was no, I'm actually hoping he does fucking hear this. Why, 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 shit what, was he, what was he... Mate, he was just what, like... What? It was the sort of behaviour that you would imagine a child doing for attention. And I think this is what I'm trying to say is, like, at the heart of all this kind of behaviour, yes, in the animal kingdom, stuff like that, but it comes from a fundamental lack of, of security. Because yeah. actually, when you do feel secure, with people, you just fucking. And how, how would a man like that react if he heard you saying that? Do you think? I'm really excited to see. No, no, seriously. What, <laughs> what, 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 what would the reaction? Do you know what? I'm, I've always been someone. I'm very direct with people. Right? I would you say that to him? Did you? Uh, yeah, I fucking what called would... him out like hard two yeah. or three times. He had no idea what to do there. Really? I had no idea what to do because he's just used to people like going along with it. Yeah, and yeah. also just sort of like it's that thing where this is what I keep saying: this kind of level of emotional intelligence that is now proliferating everywhere. Like people talking about their emotions. You know, vloggers, vloggers talk about their emotions. My generation didn't have that. No. Didn't have people to look up to. Who are like, I'm mm. feeling sad. I'm feeling depressed and stuff. If you said that shit out loud as a boy, you were gay. That was it. Yeah, like, that was the shit that got dropped in the program. Oh, you're gay. Like it's it's really fucked up talking mm. about now because this is not even like. I mean, I was, you know, I was born in 81, so it's like, it's not that long ago mm. that this shit was kind of, like, you know, toxic. Mm. But it is positive. I sort of meet younger people, like, people who are born in the 90s who are absolutely killing it. It makes me actually sick. Uh, but, they, you know, they, you talk to them about the things. I don't get the sense that it's as prevalent as it was. But do you, do you think, like, these geezers at the top of the tree want to be top of the tree or they're just scared? I think it's, it's, a, it's a part of a little bit of both. I think there's a lot of... Insecurities there, I think, especially like like my friends, they they all work on like building sites and all that kind of stuff. So like, you're getting it from left, right, and centre. So on a building site, if you went and, and cried on a building site, you you're getting it. Like you, like you say, yeah. I, I even now I remember work, working working on a building site with my dad, right, and 
I, I cried, yeah, because one of the guys robbed my car, right? <laughs> and I know it's not a big thing, but I, I was like... I bought this car and I was fucking like... It's quite a big thing. Yeah, yeah. But he like, moved it down the road and I got well emotional. I was like, my car's gone missing. And I started crying. I remember, like, for three days, because I cried on site, just getting hammered. Like, go to fucking... Go and get a uh, cup of tea or something. And then they'd be like, what, are you making up your tears, yeah? Or all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> oh, I'm, God. Do you know what I mean? I mean so, I'm interested to ask Laura. What's it like when you're out with girls? Is it as explicit? Because when I'm out with a boy, we all know, like... Who's the funny one? Who's the hard one? We're all like, we're friends, so no mm. one's like, oh, I'm the daddy, but everyone's got a different silver pelt. I've got the funny silver pelt, Sorry. doing fun showbiz stuff when my good Russell made it. My, my other mate will be the tough one who could yeah. lay everyone out if he wanted <laughs> yeah. to. There's my sporty mate, there's yeah, this, yeah. this, that, yeah. and the other. I get the impression with girls, it's sort of craftier. It's, you know what's strange about it? Because I find I'm... It depends to... on your group of friends right. as well because, you know, you don't just have the one group of friends. I've got kind of different groups. I'll show I... off. Lucky and you. I think I'm going to be all I've got my mate Terry. I've got my mate Terry from primary school, but crack on. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Terry? Good. How are you doing well, mate? Yeah. He's that's 49. Terry over there in the corner? He's 49. He's not happy. He's on holiday with Jolly. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe this works for guys as well, yeah. though, but I'm... Depending on what group of girls, sometimes I can be the quiet one or then I could be the funny mm. one. Or then in another group of friends, you know, I'm the one that they come to to talk about, you know, their emotions. But then in other group of friends, I wouldn't open up to... Like, I've got friends who I was very close to in primary school who I'm still mates with, but I wouldn't talk mm. about relationships with to them now. And I, I nearly become... Thinking about it now, I nearly become... Not that I'm, you know, pretending to be anything different, but just different people bring something out. So maybe, mm. you know, if you're with... You're down the pub with all of these guys... No, you're not going to maybe be extra emotional, but maybe if you were just with one of them and oh, one yeah. of them was a little, you know, if you got one I've seen you in a lot of different groups of friends. I'm, yeah. Me and Laura have known each other. I suppose you've got loads of groups of friends as well. Know, but you're exciting I, media, I, I, so. I do have an exceptionally <laughs> large, when you, large when group of friends. When you're in Hampstead no, together. You, you, always, you always seem very open with people. Like, I you, and also As a kid, I was the quiet one, though. A come to you, though, with their problems. Um, like, you play a lot of counselling roles. It's weird, though, because I, it's weird, when I go back home to my family at Christmas and stuff like that, I'm kind of the quiet one. Mm. Like, I'm much quieter and I don't give as much of myself. That's because you're probably giving it out to everyone else and you, I, and don't you know. I just feel like I, yeah. I've got a question for Laura. There's, I don't think there's a, a man listening to this who won't identify with this emotion. Mm -hmm. You can feel like you're top of the tree or really good at something. It doesn't matter whether you're the comedy, whether you're good looking, whatever it is you're feeling great about. And I, that when someone else walks in that's a bigger personality than you or yeah, yeah. bigger yeah. biceps than you or whatever yeah. it is that you're you big at, that sinking, yeah. primal, that's an ape feeling, that. Yeah, that is a yeah. basic monkey basic. ape. Is it as dramatic... With girls. I think so, yeah. I think I can relate to that because if you're in a group and suddenly this girl comes in who's much louder and and much, you know, vibrant or you know, maybe this girl thinks, oh, well, her shoes are nicer than my shoes. Um, no, they were. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> <laughs> Someone ruin your shoes, you know, babe. <laughs> I've had that feeling, you know, maybe, you know, growing up and stuff, particularly coming from, like, a, you know, a smallish town and then coming over to London, I remember just seeing everyone thinking, oh, God, everyone's better dressed than me and I felt like I was faking it a little bit. I'm in this situation that I don't belong in, so I'll just... Have to pretend to fit in or pretend I know what I'm doing, and I spend a lot of my life pretending I know what I'm doing and I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. And it's that kind of maybe it's an age thing as well. I think as the older you get, you get a little bit more confidence and a little bit more secure in yourself. But what helps me and uh, with my friends is that ability to share because you know, with breakups or with anything I've gone through, 
you know, I'll tell my friends about it and we'll just talk to each other and just having that, oh, you've been through it as well. I'm not the only person who's felt this. Yeah. It gets better over time. And, and having that ability to share with someone is just incredible and life-changing in a way because I've gone through terrible breakups where you just feel oh my god nobody understands and then someone else is like oh Mm. you do understand this is normal it's Mm. normal for me to feel terrible and maybe in a few weeks I'll feel a bit better the early 20s ones I call it the fridge slide you never forget your first fridge slide which is where you where you hit the fridge and fall sobbing down the fridge like when you were eight you didn't even know you could cry like that as an adult the ugly ugly cry the real ugly cry I had this uh, experience where I was on I was on the motorway right and I was with my best pal, and I was going through a lot of stuff in my head, and I was doing a lot of like, can I? I was smoking a lot of. Um, can I say that? Yeah, yeah. I was smoking a lot of weed cigarettes. And stuff oh like shit! That, sorry. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, crack, crack. Jolly was doing H in the disabled. Yeah, no, that's fine. I was smoking a lot of weed, and it was definitely it was it was changing the way I was thinking, and like rapidly, where I thought I was completely gone. Yeah, and. All these different emotions going on in my head. And I'm sat in the car with my friend, right? And I remember it so clearly. I'm sitting there and I'm just bursting into tears. And for me to do that in front of... was when our relationship blossomed into something bigger. And when I started crying and telling him, I was like, listen, mate, this is what's going on. And I can't talk to anyone about it. I've tried to go counselling about it, but I ain't ain't had the courage to even chat about it because I can't. I spoke to him about it, and he fucking burst into tears, and he was like, oh, my gosh. Me too. Me too. Mm. And I fucking pulled on... I'm getting excited about it, because... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, you feel like I'm not mad. This is... Yeah, this is, it was yeah. the most... I'm getting buzzed about it now. It was the most bestest feeling, just knowing that... that someone else. That someone else, especially, like, someone else, like, my mate... Yeah, mm. who, ..who I thought was, like... Hard man. Hard man, yeah. and just fucking, like, didn't speak about anything... And, when we spoke about it, it was just it was it was amazing. It's the, fuck, it's the signal, it. isn't it? It's we the signal it. to say, listen, it's all right. You can talk about it. It's fine. It doesn't yeah. make you a weaker person. It's a positive thing. Express yourself. Bring yourself towards me. I love you. You love me. And in a way, the thing about girl groups is that, like, it feels to me that like where girls are much, even though they're openly like babe, babe, whatever. When guys open up to each other, there's so much fucking love. Girls, fuck, they are fuck. <laughs> like I've seen girls push <laughs> girls, other girls out, and like under the bus, and then after they've got the bus out fucking shoot him in the head yeah. and walk off being like yeah I did that <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. I don't know do, do you know what like they are girls can oh, be we just, got, we just got to take a quick break sorry guys <laughs> yeah, we, have, we literally have to do an ad break thing in the middle I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. It's, otherwise I can't pay for our taxis honey. that is D that yeah, was mate, it was amazing that fucking just yeah. you pulled the car of Show over, yeah, handbrake on, and just spat truth. <laughs> I like to think that after truth. that, you just got out of the car and wrote like running in the rain. No. <laughs> we are very lucky to have a sponsor for this podcast. We are sponsored by Harry's Razors. God, Harry's right. Harry. This won't be relevant Harry. for two of my hairy panel. Obviously, I haven't seen a razor since they were so excited about finishing puberty. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to shave that off. <laughs> but if uh, if ever you do go clean shaven like me, just because you're ashamed that there's grey hairs poking through, so you have to shave every day so no one sees them. <laughs> I can't recommend enough Harry's razors. I'd rate, I'd rate Laura, Harry's. Can Lindsay rub it from you? Give I've it, used I, them. They're good. I've, I've used them. They're good. I've Those seen. Harry's I've boys. seen Sterling a couple of days ago. He could definitely do it once over with a Harry's <laughs> yeah. razor. And the good thing is, you can steal it and ruin it afterwards. It's Yay. one of those. Uh, quality, craftsmanship. They're simple, convenient, and cheap. They make them in their own factory in Germany. Can't have everything. Uh, and it's got. <laughs> 
German precision ergonomic handles. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So they're absolutely, they're absolutely, ama- absolutely amazing. I mean, my shave is so smooth; another man could shave in a reflection from my chin, bro. <laughs> so get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for three pounds ninety-five. Support our podcast to get your trial set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, and a travel blade cover. By going to harrys.com forward slash Russell Kane right now. That's harrys.com forward slash Russell Kane. That I just smashed it. I'm sorry. I mean, you could have rolled with that, couldn't you? I mean, there's lots of ways we could have talked about that. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, all the things to talk about, and that's what makes me blush and go awkward. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? Um, it's, I listen to Oprah's podcast, Super Soul Sunday, and her sponsor is Poopery. What? Oh, the one that disguises poo. Yes, yeah, it's a squirty what? thing you put in your toilet. It's called Amazing. poopery. It's like potpourri for the toilet to get rid of the smell of poo. They, yeah. And they do an ad for every single podcast. You do, you do a pre. You do a pre- squeeze of it and then you can do a Boris Kurloff through the cloud Boris <laughs> <laughs> Kurloff <laughs> right hold on sorry I haven't finished while we're at it here's something else great you can download from Joe hello and welcome to Unfiltered hello and welcome to Unfiltered hello and welcome to Unfiltered it's a long form interview series where we get inside the minds of some of the most interesting people from the worlds of entertainment sport politics and the media each week we spend an hour finding out what makes them tick why they do what they do and maybe even have a bit of a laugh along the way Unfiltered is available everywhere you get podcasts so subscribe now and get yourself at the front of the queue for each and every new episode Thank you very much, James. Right, back to my panel today, because we are really getting to it here. Well, we just had this dramatic moment where Tom Grennan pulled over. Yeah. Tom's got another dramatic moment happened in his life. I don't know if you're willing to talk about it. Mm. Like when you were... Is, did this happen in Bedford? Yeah. I mean, it's the ultimate alpha male story, because like, we're having a laugh with this. There's all forms yeah. of it. What it comes this... down to is this, and I don't know if it's the same for girls' law. Correct me if I'm wrong. The underwriter of alpha male behaviour... The insurance policy is physical violence. Right. Mm-hmm. It's there more with men. Now, I'm not saying that you're sat there with your mates thinking about it on a conscious level, but ultimately, when you're out in a club, a pub, or with some men you don't know, that is behind everything, yeah, ultimately. Yeah. Threat of violence. And Tom's yeah. going to tell us this yeah. amazing story, but before he does, I just want to tell us if, if it's the same with girls. Because it, you don't, girls don't fight as much, so one physically... No, so I one suppose it's more, it's more psychological or manipulative, more so, with girls, the bitchy side of things. And, you know, I've talked about this before, about, you know... A girl won't walk home by herself at night time because, let's be honest, she doesn't want to get... I think in my head, I don't want to be raped or killed, so I'm going to get an Uber home or I'm going to... Someone will walk... You know, a guy will always walk a girl home or yeah. to the bus stop or... And the reason is, you know, from a young age, my mom told me when she was 18, she was put in the back of a van, literally put in the back wow. of a van. And she always told me if that ever happened to me, to throw myself on the wheel. And just whatever you do, just don't let them bring you to wherever they are. And when she was younger, she was about 17, O'Connell Street, she was put in a van and whatever one of the doors wasn't locked. So when it stopped at lights, she got out. Um, So I always had this. But I think most girls had that. But I think for men, it's not the same way. But there is probably and, you know, you'll always walk home at night. But I do have a fear. I hope I don't get fed up. If there's a group of guys, I don't know. know Is there there that? I'm going to say no. no, but and then out of nowhere, you stood in the doorway of KFC, minding your own business, yeah. and this happens, Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was stood in, in the doorway of KFC having a cigarette, just ordering my chicken, and um, I saw an old group of friends. So when is this? Just put this. How long this, ago is, is this is about three or f- this is when I'm about eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. So, and before this, like I was that I was that geezer who was like always like loud and and just wanted to be just to be about, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But this. 
I was having a, having a KFC, waiting for my chicken, and then out of nowhere, these fellas just came up to me, grabbed me, so I couldn't move. And it was a bit like, it was like tormenting in a sense, because I couldn't move to do anything about it. Why though? Were you just looking Did at you them? Did they catch you Nah, nah, they were, they, they were older as well. They were kind of like, they were all drunk, they were all like having some sort of like knees up or whatever, and that's what they came to do. And then they just literally came out of nowhere, grabbed me, held me, waited for one of them to come out and just start pounding my face in. Shit. No reason, totally. No unprovoked. reason, unprovoked, no reason for, at no, that all. is really rare, but my God, what, what happened? How were you badly <laughs> That's hurt? Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, in hospital for like two weeks. Jesus. Broken jaw. Fuck. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was deep. But then, after that, I was, that it, it fucked me from there because it wasn't even the... The broken jaw and all that. It was the, it was the what you're talking about of going so, like mm. of ordering that Uber. I, That's post traumatic stress. Yeah, isn't it? I, and I still suffer from that now. Like, mm. yeah. but it, it's like, it comes in waves now. So I'm like, like the other other night I was walk I was walking, I was walking at about three o'clock in the morning, and like I'm never I was never like this, but two hooded fellas, mm. and I'm like. Just heart yeah. anxiety, yeah. yeah. And that's completely I, understandable. Yeah. But that's not a way that I, I, you I would want ever to, want to yeah, be or ever. But, but that is what what it is now. And what you've talked about now, I know a few guys, similar situations that's happened to. Yeah. Just um, just by themselves and a group of guys, whether it's a macho thing, I don't yeah. know what it is, why they... And again, a friend of mine who it happened to, he didn't know them. And then in the end, he never actually never went to the police or told anyone because mm. I think he felt emasculated by yeah, us. No, I, I, I didn't want to do that. That's exactly what I was... And also, you don't, you want to get up, you don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah. And he never ended up, you know, mm. doing, trying My to find it. My do it. Did they get nicked in the end? Did you? They got nicked, too. Well, I fucking hope they do. Yeah, they got nicked and... But I, I was laying in bed and I was... I was fuming at the fact that my mum wanted me to, to go to yeah. the police because I was like, that is... That strips me from yeah. all... But it's the powerlessness of yeah, it, isn't it? It's the exactly. sense that you've you've ratted or something, or it's yeah. not your code. Yeah. But it's also that sense that you've kind of essentially kind of like not got the mm. own agency over the situation yeah. to sort of like deal yeah. with it yourself and stuff. But I'm glad I did. I, I this did, I this, did, this I did. is quite a random tangent, but you'll understand why. So I've just been listening to this really interesting podcast, the New York Times podcast called Caliphate, and basically it's about the Islamic State. And basically, this woman she's obsessed with them. What she says is kind of like everything you think about these fighters, you you wouldn't have any clue who they are. And there's this one girl, who, guy who she's interviewing he lives in Alberta now but basically he had an incredibly boring suburban life he was brought over there and he was trained and basically as soon as he actually got to the Islamic State he realised the first thing he thought was I can't kill someone like, I cannot kill someone. And then he basically kind of, like, they train him and trade him. And what they do, try and do more than anything else, is explain that, like, acts of violence generally are committed by uh, against people you do not know. Because if you actually know someone, it's almost like a physical block mm. to stop you have that violence. And what you experience, like, someone just coming over, like, and who you didn't have any fucking clue who they were, yeah. that's what most violence is about. It's not... It's faceless. It kind of has no and, sort of... And like, is that not the difference between male and female? Because a lot of women... When when they're a victim of violence, it's nearly always someone they know. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. acts of right. Acts of, um, well, that's that, that's, art, that, that's all. No, it's much I, more I'm common. just generalising. Much more, well, no, statistically, you're much more common. You're much more likely to be hurt by a man you are at least acquainted with or is in your life than you are with the random. I know what happened yeah. to your mum and everything is yeah. awful, but that is thank thank God the exception it's rather someone, than, than yeah. the rule. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. A ma- as a bloke, we're more likely to get into a physical location with someone we don't, we know. don't know. Now, what does that? Say about but the I just think men generally like if you okay so let's do, 
we talk about apes, right, again, let's go back down to sort of the, the primal chain, right? They are, they are literally asserting, I am the boss, I'm going to bang everything around me, I am the king, you're going to bring me food, whatever. We progress a little bit more into our humanoid forms with our evolved and eventually brain Essex stuff. evolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now that No, but, like, we, we've kind of created this... We've created this kind of sort of, like, norm where we think we're a bit more evolved, but essentially, like, what it comes down to is fear, right? Fear of not... Apes do it because they, they, they have to, but we're doing it because we, we're scared that we we can't. And like when you were saying that, when you were thinking, when I was thinking about what you were saying, like two guys holding you, mm. and another guy come over, like the first thing I thought was, what? Why right. do they Find have me. to hold? What well, is this guy? Has he been like the only way I can get this out of me? Mm. Whatever's going on, my shit marriage, my my yeah. devoid dreams, my my life that was mm. is a piece of shit now that I, I dreamed of all aspiring to these things. It's by fucking hitting someone yeah. else because I have no ability yeah. to express how I fucking feel. So, yeah. I now, now we're going to guess we have to play mind game here. But I would love to mind know games. Those group of lads that grabbed you, I'd love to know how many of them had strong alpha male figures in their early life. Yeah, Because yeah. I, I suspect that gangs or gang-like behaviour, which just yeah. that was, we don't necessarily use that word in the UK, but it was yeah. gang-like behaviour. I suspect there is a link with mm. boys between a, la- a lack of a silverback figure early in life mm. and then that type of roguish behaviour later on, would yeah. you say? Yeah. I'd say definitely. If you haven't got that like, silver, but by that male figure in your life, to, and you've only got, especially, I know you grew up, you grew up just with your mum, yeah. right? And I know from from people that I know who've just grown up with their mum and net and them or their brother and there's, and even sisters as well. Mm-hmm. The, the older brother has to become and feels as if mm-hmm. he is the dad. Mm-hmm. He is the guy who's protecting everyone around him. Mm-hmm. And I think, and as well, if you haven't got any like discipline and rules in that as well it, it becomes a different thing it becomes I'm going to do that not just in my house with with that but I'm going to do that in a group of mates or I'm going to do that at school I'm going to do that in all sorts of circumstances. Do you think going back to remember I said I have different groups of friends and I'm something different <laughs> with different friends that maybe there's something in if you're not the alpha male if, if you if you know in your family you are you're kind of at the bottom. Mm. So when you come to a different group, suddenly you need to be the alpha male maybe. because you're not, you know, Possibly. and maybe you need to, you're trying to balance yourself because maybe. you're the one that gets picked on in one group. So in this group, I'm going to, I'm going to need to show I myself. Did, I, did, I think that's something really like fundamental well, that we're saying. What, you're, what Jolien said at the top about personalities being formed between two and five, there's strong evidence for that, which is why sometimes I'm not trying to be, well, I suppose I'm being a bit lighthearted. I get annoyed. You know, when you see like a mother of a three-year-old at the airport and she like, smacking the grandma around the face (laughs) stop hitting your grandma it's like now is the time to tell that little thug that mini thug do not hit your grandma in the and he's just expressing himself when he spills a drink on the floor it's like art to me I'm going to let you run around the restaurant and ruin everyone else's dinner rather than sit in the high chair when I was a kid when I was a kid in the schoolyard if a boy was mean to me I was told he's only mean to you because he likes you do you know what I mean so you're told if a guy if a guy is being mean to you oh it's alright but it is true that's what I, was yeah. I remember I ended up marrying a girl in the front row of my audience, so it was literally true <laughs> as I slated her for ten minutes and now we've got a kid. <laughs> yeah, she was in the front row and I was taking the piss out of her, her mum, her dad ripped her to pieces. No way. Six years later we're wow. married. Anyway, um, let's flip it on his head then, because we've all been on our high horses, our elf is this, elf is that, because we're all quite comfortable having the balance quite right in our lives. <clears throat> let's get to the truth here about why these men 
are attractive a lot of the time. They're attractive to other men. Men want to be them. Mm. You want to be, Protection. but men want to be the Kanye. Men want to be the Drake on the stage, and girls want to shag them. Mm. But I think what it's, Laura it's just said then was really, really deep as well. Yeah. Like if, you, if you, when you're told when you're younger, oh, if he's nasty, it's because he likes yeah. it. Yeah. And then girls get attracted to guys who are basically fucking pricks. So we're told nasty. from a young age. It's like, oh, that's really yeah. But look, that look, means that yeah, look, that means that they like yeah, it. Yeah. And it's it's it, it's funny because I I have a few friends who are single and. Um, there was like, I just want a nice guy. I just want a nice guy. And then a nice guy comes around and they don't want yeah, him. Dr. Alex. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Alex, if you're not watching oh, Love Island, yeah. doesn't matter. All you need to know is that the kindest, gentlest, most eligible bachelor in there... Oh. I, don't, I don't trust that fella. I don't know. Uh, he's, probably, would, you, he's probably the worst of the lot. You would if he was fixing your pancreas. <laughs> 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 Um, now, girls, this, girls seem to be attracted to the alpha. And let's broaden the definition out here, OK? Yeah. Let's bring ourselves in. We've got three blokes here mm. who, for all our chequered history of being alphas, you've just told us that horrific story. I was the guy who never kissed a girl at school. We get up on stage, mm. and just for a few short minutes or an hour or two hours, however long your set is, you are the silverback. Yeah. And, the, and it has the same effect oh, like the caveman would have mm. had back in... The mm. old days. There is a bit of that going on when you get on stage, Tom, isn't it? 100%, yeah. It's really, 100%. It's really strange and, and completely validating your point. I remember, it's, I'm so silly, but my boyfriend, like, I think he fixed the boiler. It's so, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so Current sorry. boyfriend. Current <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> we're, we're all surprised. Ian Sterling fixed a boiler. <laughs> I remember just... Did he go previously? <laughs> I remember just thinking, oh my God, that is so hot. Like yeah. that, I was so. I was like, well, the boiler was hot. It's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it, I was, it was so frustrated by it, and I'm quite an independent woman. I can do everything. I mean, by that's myself. great. Let's just let's just have that again because I was messing around. Yeah. You've just admitted. Yeah. And power to you that yeah. seeing your man fix a boiler was yeah. a turn on in the most old school t- Neanderthal yeah, it was way. So, it, was so, and it was such a simple thing he ended up doing. He's like, oh, I'm just going to fix. It. I was like, how, how do you know how to do that? I've been trying to fix this for ages. <laughs> um, and I remember just thinking, ooh, wow, what a man. Yeah. Why do you think that is? And that's not bastard behaviour. That's just like traditional. But it's listen, yeah. Listen, yeah. The thing is, yeah, but you can't even say this stuff yeah, anymore. Modernity. That being lynched. Yeah, but who cares yeah. about that? Who cares uh, about that? The reality is, underneath, up. underneath <laughs> the kind of very thin veneer of modernity, right? We have basically <laughs> spent two hundred and fifty thousand years basically being the same sort of slightly more evolved apes. If there's one book that I could re- recommend everyone reading who's listens to this podcast, it's Satan. Sapien. I mean, that is a banging. That is a banging. But Sapiens still hungry at the end. Sapiens is an amazing it, it, it's like it's, it's such a good way of sort of really like and it's not it's not particularly like aggressively sort of academic reader and it's really readable but it's sort of getting to the fact that ultimately for all this time that we've sort of that sort of that you know well basically what are we two, 2018 here so 2018 years of 250,000 years yeah. where human beings have been going around basically as pack animals basically using our base human I mean, I was, you know, I, the World Cup. I'm getting so excited about going back to my tribe, going back to see to mm-hmm. the new Tottenham Stadium, White Hart Lane, so I can basically act like a giant ape yeah. and just be like, you know, chanting Harry Kane's name, fucking loving it, yeah. and basically being angry about something and but fucking getting what, out. What you're saying is, is probably true, but it's quite controversial. Why is laying it controversial? It on t- because we're in the final push of. Feminism that calls that stuff out as biological determinism. Yeah. What I mean is, it's 
and I'm, I'm not, not disagreeing with you, I'm just saying it's quite difficult to hold in one hand, yeah, yeah, nice one, Sapiens, nice one, Hari, you're right, we're just apes, mm. men of this, women, yeah. and then go with the other hand. No, because I think, look, third-wave feminism and, and, and the sort of the, the tropes of that, most people would, if you used what I just said, as some people do, like Milo Yiannopoulos, you know, like uh, Steve Bannon, like Richard Pearl in the States, to justify group violence, right. then that is, that is a very different thing to what I'm saying. I'm saying understanding and recognising those core traits and how you deal with yourself mm-hmm. because ultimately our problem is like you know if we have a, an instinctual drive we're like why am I doing that and we don't understand it it terrifies us and then we go back into you know basically really well kind of um, sort of developed patterns that we've done yeah. that, that didn't serve us like hitting someone like not talking like closing up but, and would you be willing to be as honest as Tom and admit that when you're in front of the camera when you're hosting a show when you're on stage you're getting like a little silver but I, did a to- I did it I played a Tory character I, I, you know James Twattington Burbage right I was going up to Tories being I am more alpha than you and that was the only way they let me in. They were like, he's a bigger prick than I am. <laughs> let him in. He looks like he deserves to be here. We were playing with that psychological stuff to the point where with Donald Trump, when we stopped Donald Trump, the only thing that stopped Donald Trump was a picture of Donald oh, Trump's I'm own face. I'm asking you a different question. I'm asking you why you perform. I, I definitely Why do you stand was, up, put yourself out there, I'm jolly and I'm I was funny. bullied as a kid and I learned that humour was a way to be liked. Right and and a lot of yeah, but is it a way to command? I'm asking you absolutely. And and one of my problems, genuinely, like in creative meetings, is sometimes like when you're actually in creative, as everyone knows, like songwriting session, you know, coming up with jokes, like coming up with acting stuff like that. You can't command that. If you do that, you break all the energy. And one of my biggest fears in myself is that sometimes my own insecurities and getting too big really hurts my own creativity. I have to throw that out to to Laura. Do. Do women have that same link between the ego of what they're doing and the feeling of I'm king of the ring, I'm in charge? Do you get, do you get a silver back buzz when you're on stage or is it, or is it more I subtle? I think so. I think there's a lot more similarities between men and women than we let on to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, so it's we're human at the end of the day. And as being on stage, you have that adrenaline rush. You have that nerves beforehand. You go on, especially if you feel like it's gone well and it's that kind of high afterwards. So... Yeah, I don't necessarily think we're hugely different when it comes to that. Mm. Um, well, like when you were hosting like the MTV Music Awards, that must have been fucking mental. That buzz. Didn't you get a massive yeah, buzz? Off that buzz? I think yeah. what Johnny's say, saying yeah. in, in cleverer languages yeah. is it a kind of yeah, bitches, look mm. at me, buzz? Because mm. even if these guys won't admit it, admit that's all. Well, thank you, Todd. Yeah. Of course, I will admit it. Jesus fucking Christ! It is to any like I'll go back to that. You know, I went to an all girls convent. I was a nerd in school, complete nerd. I didn't have a boyfriend until I was nineteen. I, you know, it was really funny when I started doing MTV. The age of consent's not twenty five. It's twenty five <laughs> in Ireland. Explains a lot. Right? But I remember, <laughs> I remember, like I remember going back home and like I wasn't in the cool gang. And yet I'm this girl on MTV interviewing mm. all the rock stars and the leather jacket. And then they're like, her. So when I do it, I'm a bit like, yeah. in your face, you remember yeah. me? Uh, uh, yeah. Staying back to do debating class and like oh all this God. and drama. And, and I was just a nerd. I, I actually had some prick come up to me in Glastonbury who I always didn't like. I always thought he was a prick. But he came up to me in Glastonbury <laughs> and he was like, I just can't believe you've done this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 mate, I swear down. And I, was yeah. just like, and I was like, yeah, I fucking want to battle. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. And I felt, I'm, I'm so real, so it felt probably... so good. A lot of us who are performers I do it because we're, we're, we're out of time. Tommy, are you about to did you no, do no, 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 no. No, I want to... What were you going to say? If, if them people that, like, what you've just yeah. said, and I've had that as well, yeah, of, like, what you're doing yeah, there, exactly. oh, yeah. it's completely what we're t- talking... is the jealousy and alpha male of... Back in the day, we're at school. They were the alpha males. Going, yeah. going, look yeah. at me, I'm the boy. I'm the boy. And now, they're seeing the person that they used to be going, 
well, you're not the boy. Mm. Being the boy, mm. do you know what I mean? And, and now they can't, they, they don't like that. They now we're their... literally getting paid to talk about those pricks. So, hi, hi. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. They lived hi. their life at school. Yeah. And yeah. that was the end of their reign. Yeah. yeah. They were like, F or F unready. You should do one on that, on the school reign. Because that was, that's Great suggestion from John. getting himself rebooked again, man. Well, thank you very much to my panel today, Laura Whitmore, Tom Grennan, Jolly and Rubenstein. Thank you very much. It's been awesome. I'm off now. We're going to groom each other's fur in turn, <laughs> yeah. just to make sure no one's the alpha. I might have a shave, actually. With one of <laughs> yes, well, we'll, that'll be the extra broadcast is Laura shaving. <laughs> Do stay tuned. To <laughs> that'll be such a rubbish podcast, just the sound of someone shaving. Don't forget to head to your favourite podcast provider if you want to download previous episodes of this show, along with Unfiltered with James O'Brien. We're now one of the biggest podcasts in the country. How many newspapers were we in last week? Five about internet addiction. Keep subscribing, and if you don't like it, keep fucking off. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>